I got tickets. To Taylor Swift. Not yet. Actually, buying tickets for Women's World Cup matches was preparation for Taylor Swift because I had to sit in a lobby for ages. But Zoe George, wonderful Zoe George, who hosts Stuff's weekly sports podcast, happened to have the lobby up on multiple devices. And when she had one that was available that I could use, she let me use her computer. And I got tickets to three games, to three football matches. The big question on everyone's lips, though, did you have to pay a transaction fee? I didn't even pay attention, probably. <laughs> Kia ora, this is Newsable, I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. Is your phone listening in on every single thought you verbalise and waiting patiently to use it against you like a passive-aggressive flatmate? Well, staff's Katie Kenny's been investigating. Also, one of the biggest leaks from the US Department of Defence, the Pentagon, in history. We explain what's in there and why it matters. What's behind all the tornadoes here in Aotearoa? And are they really tornadoes? And we discuss the number one movie in the world. It's not about John Wick and it's not about Ant-Man. It's about a tiny little Italian who lives in a mushroom kingdom. All that's coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. Emma, you know what wasn't on my 2023 Aotearoa bingo card? Go on. A smorgasbord of tornadoes hitting us in early April. Wasn't on mine either, so don't worry. I'm not I'm not winning any prizes here. But some of the damage they've caused has been absolutely insane. The images are unreal. What on earth is going on? Yes, this is a question that I do not have the answer to. But uh, as you know, Chris Brandolino from Niwa does have the answer to these sorts of questions. And thankfully, he's joined us to explain. Hello, Chris. Good to be here. All right. What the hell is going on with these tornadoes, Chris? Well, let's pump the brakes. Um, Look, we don't know if they were tornadoes. I mean, I haven't seen any footage. Um, I guess it's an academic question or situation. I mean, for house has roof damage, whether it's a tornado or not, I guess doesn't really matter. Um, But I I guess I'll just take the opportunity that to, to remind people that thunderstorm plus wind damage doesn't always equal tornado. In fact, frequently you can have wind damage and there's no tornado. You can have tornado-like damage without a tornado. So I think it's important to know that um, thunderstorms and wind damage isn't always mean a tornado. Are we going to see more? Yeah, look, I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, the weather conditions that have kind of led to the active weather, thunderstorms, wind damage, tornadoes, it's still with us. So uh, there's no reason to think that um, we won't see any additional, you know, heavy type showers and even some thunderstorms that cause wind damage. I do think as the week unfolds, they'll become less common. But look, it may take till Thursday or Friday to see a real kind of pivot away from the very active weather of earlier in the week to something more settled that we'll likely see at least for a couple days over the weekend. Chris, just finally on this, and far be it f- for me to criticise my colleagues in the media, but maybe is this maybe an issue of nomenclature and like the because if I hear the word tornado, then I'm thinking of like the movie Twister. We're going to can we're not in Kansas anymore, kind of vibe. Like yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. thinking Twister, yeah. Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton. Yeah. Um, you know, with the woof, woof, woof. But like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is it unhelpful? I guess what I'm asking is, is it unhelpful for us to use the word tornado? Is it, is it gilding the lily a wee bit here? I think so a little bit. If I'm being honest, um, look, New Zealand generally doesn't get the tornadoes like they get in the U. 
U.S. That's in Tornado Alley. That's a, the, the conditions that come together for tornadoes in the U.S., Tornado Alley, they come together in spades. And, and it, you know, those are just completely different. That's a unique situation. What happens here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, we get about 7 to 10 a year, moderate to strong on average. So there is variability. Some years will have less than an average, and other years will have more than an average. That's what makes an average, the peaks and the valleys. Um, but I, to your point, I do think there is a quick sort of jumping the gun of like, oh, there's damage. Someone's roof or trampoline has been destroyed. There's been, a, you know, several houses impacted. It's got to be a tornado. I, I get it. It's you know, it's it's a it's tornado. People I quickly identify what that means, and it's it's a quick label, but it may not be the most accurate label. So you're telling me if I want to get carried away to the land of Oz with my little dog, <laughs> I have to be in the U.S. There's no way I can get that done here. You can do that, but be sure to click your heels twice. <laughs> Chris Brandolino, thank you so much for your time. Emil, Imogen. Would you like a spine-chilling thought to carry you through the rest of the day? <laughs> Always. <hit me. laughs> Is your phone listening to you all the time, 24-7, 365 days a year? Is it taking in every single grunt and deranged musing you come out with and storing that information in some mystical server where it will sit for eternity until some evil tech company figures out how to use it to sell you a life insurance policy? It's a lot to take in, am I? It is a thought that I had prepared earlier. (laughs) What spurred this thought? Well, someone had that exact thought. It's National Correspondent Katie Kenny. Hey, Katie. Kia ora. What did you discover? I had a chat with Andrew Chen, who's a sort of a privacy technology expert at Koitu, the Centre for Informed Futures, and um, he said that our phones don't really need to listen to us because we give away a lot of other data while we use them on a day-to-day basis. So everything that we do online basically helps inform the, the ads that we see. And sometimes they can feel really spot on um, because they are collecting all of this information about our preferences, you know, our in-app purchases maybe or our activity on social media, the kinds of things that we're Googling, even our location, where we are. And not just our location, but the other devices that are in a similar location. So if you're in a household with someone who um, is talking about booking a holiday, then big tech companies can see, okay, you're in close proximity with this person. So maybe you're actually looking at booking a holiday as well. And then you might start to see ads related to flight discounts or, I don't know, recommended Airbnbs. It sounds like something that we can actually take control of, though, ourselves, right? Maybe to a certain extent, uh, we can certainly limit our online activity. You can minimise your use of social media apps and um, services like Google Chrome. You could swap out for DuckDuckGo and um, you could uh, not use Gmail. But I guess in reality, a lot of these companies will still capture secondary data on you. So um, even if you don't use Gmail, Someone else you're going to email at some point probably does, so that email will end up in their servers anyway. So at an individual level, it's quite hard to really push back, I guess. So just to confirm, Siri isn't listening to everything I say? Probably not. Staff National Correspondent Katie Kenny, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you both.
Around 100 secret documents have been leaked from the Pentagon, revealing secrets which the US would not want out in the public domain. It's the worst such leak in a number of years. What do we know off the top, Emma? Well, in these documents, there's details about Ukraine's lack of ammunition, details of how the US is collecting intelligence against Russia, and also embarrassing evidence pointing to the US spying on close allies like Ukraine, South Korea and Israel. Now, the Pentagon has said that the documents appear to be real. They're in the right format for how information is delivered to senior government officials, but at least one of the documents had apparently been altered, but it's not clear to what extent. Who cares? Why does this matter? It's a big thing to worry about, and it it really does matter. The Pentagon's admitted this could be a very serious risk to American security, but also to other countries with details that are in these documents, like Ukraine. In one, there's a pretty damning assessment of Ukraine's air defence which is not information it would have wanted out in public. Okay, WikiLeaks 2.0. Is this, is this it? Well, the key issue here is that no one knows how many documents have been leaked, but the concern is that this is the tip of the iceberg. Uh, hopefully, we'll eventually know more because, as you can imagine, there's multiple investigations already up the wazoo on how this leak happened, how wide it could be, and what also is in documents that we could be soon to see. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts. Emil, what do you think the biggest movie in the world is right now? Oh, what a question. There are so many options. Uh, Dungeons & Dragons would be a good shout. John Wick 4, which I haven't seen yet, that would be a good shout. Um, The third Creed movie is out. Okay, I'm going to stop you because you're wrong, wrong and wrong. It's Super Mario Bros. Super Mario Bros, really? Yeah. Yeah. The movie that received these stellar reviews. Have a listen. The whole package is a deranged mishmash of overstimulating elements. After waiting almost 40 years for Nintendo to make a Super Mario Bros. movie that looks and feels like the games it's based on, it took all of 40 seconds to realise it's going to be a mess. Frantic Easter egg hunt for a film that does the bare minimum to please its loyal existing fan base. Kids may have the time of their lives watching the Super Mario Brothers movie, but for most adults, it's game over. Uh, we've got, of course, the wonderful James Cruton on the line, who's seen it and then reviewed it for stuff. James, do you need to declare any uh, love or hate uh, for Super Mario Bros before we, we crack on into this? In full declaration, the only Mario game I've really played is Mario Kart on the Nintendo 64, and I do love it. I mean, this leans into the comedic actors that they've got playing them, and I know Chris Pratt in the trailer is horribly scary and that Italian accent is awful. It's all a ruse. He doesn't even really do it for much of the movie. And he's, I guess, the straight man to Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong second banana to a quite brilliant performance. And I had it wasn't until he started singing that I actually realised it was him. 
Jack Black is the big bad who has a, a song that is hard to forget and they're now saying could be up for an Oscar. It sounds like you're saying it's too good to be a so bad it's good and that maybe it's not actually even that, that bad. It's heavily self-referential and kind of like it's tinged with an irony and like a wink. So it sounds like a very modern movie in a lot of ways. I think the clever part is that they've pitched it quite well. So it's really entertaining and knockabout for kids, but there's enough humour in it for adults without it going too far into lots of weed jokes or adult humour. And the reason why it's made a whole lot of money is because it's short and it's animated and the whole family want to go and see it. And the true test of whether those reviews are right or wrong will happen next weekend. So we saw Ant-Man, the new Ant-Man, which came in with terrible reviews, made a lot of money and everybody said, oh, the critics don't know anything. Next weekend, biggest drop in Marvel history, more than 70%. All of a sudden, maybe the critics were right. Maybe people just don't want to see it more than once, which was the hallmark of a Marvel movie. I think this will have legs. I think this will keep going. It will do huge money here because there's no other kids' movies on these school holidays. Hey, what do you know about the Barbie movie? Because I am chomping at the bit for that one. Well, you see, this is the thing. Who would have thought that the Barbie movie would be one of the most hotly anticipated movies of the year? But again, that's kind of filmmaker and stars kind of. But also, I think without that, dare I say it, without Barbie Girl by Aqua, I don't think we could have sold this idea in the way that they've done it. And it's going to be hard to know, hard to see. Their campaign in terms of marketing is incredible. Uh, and they're up against the most serious movie of the year in Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. And people are just taking the piss out of Oppenheimer and turning it into part of the bar- viral Barbie campaign. If you want to rescind your um, your preview watch of it, uh, I can take it and review it. Um, I can <laughs> tell you it's five stars. <laughs> I think there'll be everybody trying to review that. <laughs> James Crute. Love a bit of James Crute. Now, um... Here's a question. This is homework for tomorrow. Um, what's a video game that you would really like to see turned into a movie? I can already tell you that... Fl- Don't tell me now. No, well, I can flip it in reverse and tell you that the movie I want to see as a video game is John Wick. Oh, great shout. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But I'll shot. have to sit and think on a video game turned into movie. Yeah. But okay. get in touch. Email us, newsable at stuff.co.nz or flick us a message on Instagram as well. We're just at newsablenz on there too. But that's newsable for today. Goodness, I said newsable so many times just then. I'm Imogen Wells. Take a shot when you hear newsable, but don't actually because <laughs> you have work today. And I'm Emil Donovan. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow us on your favourite podcast player and leave us a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. But if your reviews are like the ones for Super Mario Bros, maybe just keep those to yourself. We don't, we don't, we don't need that. Even better though, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Have a great day. If you liked listening to this pod, help us make more like this. Visit stuff.co.nz support.